I think they put Oxford or uh, the area around Oxford into six districts and again that reminds me straight out of Hunger Games uh, and they're just essentially saying you can only travel 100 days per year and you, you've got to stick to these districts. Hey friends, Sean from SGT Report here. Thank you so very, very much for tuning in. We really do appreciate you. That was my contributor at SGT Report, Matt, and he's describing the Hunger Games vision for humanity, which is now being rolled out. It's not secret. The people that control this world and hate humanity, well, they're being very forward about their goals for a new world order. And guess what that means? Slavery in perpetuity for you and your family, if it's allowed to happen. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. Gold prices could surge to $4,000 an ounce in 2023, and Noble Gold Investments has the details. As recession fears persist, Jorg Keener, Chief Investment Officer of Swiss Asia Capital, said that many economies could face a bit of a recession in the first quarter, which would lead to many central banks slowing their pace of interest rate hikes, making gold instantly more attractive. If 2022 taught us anything at all, it's that tangible assets are the only assets you can count on, like gold. Now, of course, past performance is no guarantee of future results, so do your own due diligence. Thousands of people have started to make a move towards securing their retirement. Join them by opening a gold IRA or silver IRA with Noble Gold Investments. If you get in before the end of this month, you'll get an incredible free quarter-ounce American Gold Eagle coin with every qualified IRA of $50,000. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Hey, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's Sean from SGT Report. Friends, as you know, at SGT Report, we share the most trusted news from the most trusted names in the alt news. Real news producers like Natural News, Gateway Pundit, The Hill, American Thinker, Wall Street on Parade, Epoch Times, Alt Market, and Economic Collapse Blog, just to name a few of the dozens of excellent real news resources and information you can access at sgtreport.com. My prodigious producer, Matthew, joins us now. How are you, Matt? Hi, I'm good, Sean. How are you? Well, I'm very good, and uh, we're going to start with a screen share here, my friend, because you've done a blockbuster job preparing today's outline. First of all, friends, I think the two biggest stories of 2023, and yes, they happened right here in January, but I think they'll remain the two biggest stories of 2023. We shall see. Number one, the last failsafe to fix the 2020 election. Well, it's down to SCOTUS, and that's Brunson v. Adams. We'll talk about it, but we have to start with NFL's Monday night disaster. Millions of people watched as a player died suddenly and collapsed during mid-game. And this may bring the whole house of cards down. The Monday night football game, Bills versus Bengals, and the on-field death of Bills safety DeMar Hamlin cannot be overstated. The importance of this is off the charts because Stu Peters did that documentary, Died Suddenly. Well, for the first time in U.S. sports, to my knowledge, live on TV with 10 million plus people watching, DeMar Hamlin collapsed and died on the field. Friends, we're going to talk about it and so much more. Matt, you probably didn't see that live. I was watching live as I was editing. I had the game on in the background. DeMar went down. Things looked extremely serious immediately. And I alerted my wife, who was in the other room, not watching. I said, honey, you got to come see this. I think a player just died suddenly on the field, as we've seen with all those soccer players in Europe. Friends, I'll show the video, and we're going to flesh this out in further detail in a minute. Matt, the NFL can't cover this up. Yeah, this this was a huge one, isn't it? Because as far as I'm concerned, this is the first time uh, uh, this sort of thing's happened in, in an NFL game. 
it's actually been happening in, in Europe quite prolifically. Um, there's, there's, I, I posted loads of stuff on like you know, just soccer players falling over, but this was a, a big game as far as I'm aware. I mean, uh, NFL isn't really my sport, but as, as I think it's like it was a huge game and the, this is going to wake up the normies like nothing, nothing else. Well, uh, and here's the thing, Matt. I got to tell you, my impression as I was watching this live is this was a wake-up call for every athlete on the field who might yeah. suspect that taking yeah, yeah. that bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine was not a good idea. And now they watched one of their teammates, one of their brothers, really die on the field. And friends, it's not looking good for tomorrow. For those who haven't seen the video, I just want to show it because it's important for historical perspective to understand that I don't believe for one second the official story from all those that support the official story is that DeMar suffered commotio cordis, an extremely rare cardiac event suffered by a severe blow to the chest. Matt, let's just play this and then we'll talk about it. All right. I want to show something here on this replay. Guys, keep your eyes peeled for number 30. He's a hawk. He's watching like a hawk. Why is he watching like a hawk? Damar's fine. Oh, number 30 goes. It's almost as though number 30 had been told by Damar earlier in the game. Man, I'm feeling chest pains, man. Something's wrong because number 30 had his eyes directly on Damar. And as soon as DeMar dropped, number 30 ran to the rescue. And it's my understanding, friends, as this was happening a live time, one of the players on the field was screaming for help because he knew how serious this event was. And I bet it was number 30, Matt. Nine minutes they tried to revive him on the field. Yeah, it g- genuinely wouldn't surprise me. Um, it, like this vaccine thing is, is just kicking into high gear now, isn't it? More and more people are sort of becoming aware i think there was a rasmussen poll quite recently that like 28 percent of people uh, think they know somebody who's died from the vaccine yeah. um, and it was a bit skewed between who was uh who was not vaxxed and who was vaxxed i think uh i think uh the people who were va- uh, were not vaxxed had a higher propensity to say they knew somebody who might have died but it averaged out at about 28 percent which is huge the, the this the the bioweapon or the fact that it's a bioweapon now is going mainstream, I think, and this is probably just another booster rockets for the story. So yeah. I think I think we're winning this one. Now people need to remember that athletes who refuse to take the vaccine, people like quarterback Aaron Rodgers, were thrown under the bus and called selfish players. Their character <laughs> was maligned and frankly, ESPN tried to destroy the character of Aaron Rodgers and uh and the basketball player, I forget his name, Kylie. He didn't want to take the vaccine. So, okay. So the point is, is that the whore mainstream media is going to cover this up because this man died suddenly. Now, here's the important part I want to share. His uncle says he was resuscitated twice. He had the cardiac event. He had the cardiac arrest on the field. They spent nine minutes trying to bring him back. They put him in the ambulance. Evidently, they got a heartbeat at some point. And then at the hospital, he died again. Listen to this. Well, his heart had went out, so um, they had to resuscitate him twice. They resuscitated him on the field before they brought him to the hospital, and then they resuscitated him a second time when he got to the hospital. So um, I just want to show my gratitude for the medical uh, staff that were on hand, because if not for them, my nephew probably wouldn't even be here. That may be true. He wouldn't be here because the NFL mandated that all players, all people on the team, all coaches, all people on the staff of these teams take the vaccine. 
and that caused one of the coaches for the Minnesota Vikings to quit, to end his career. Matt, the NFL cannot backpedal from this at this point, but they're going to try to. So friends, one more screen share, because I think this information shared on the Stu Peters show from an investigator named Eric Dieters is extremely on point. What I am so angry about is the local news media, the national news media, and the NFL are trying to control the situation because they don't want their brand hurt by a vaccinated, young, healthy 24-year-old with an innocuous hit, you described it perfectly, dying on their football field. So they get him to the hospital. They resuscitate him. Now, you have to understand the time frame is at least nine minutes uh, before they intubate him. People will tell you two minutes without oxygen in the brain is extremely dangerous. So chances are. So then here's what they do. They take him to the hospital. He dies again in the hospital. They resuscitate him again. Medical uh, field will tell you that if you have two events like that, the likelihood of survival is real minuscule. So here is what really angers me. University Hospital, and we all watch this every day with professional athletes. Uh, somebody from the hospital comes out and tells us what's going on. They promised us that, and it's never happened. Uh, three days later, it still hasn't happened. And it, that's wrong. And that's the first time this has ever happened. So why would that be? Why? Because the media, the NFL, the Bengals, the Bills are all working together to try to figure out how they solve this problem. And this is a young vaccine. You can Google it. Healthy young males across the world, athletes. I think it was a, a Jaguar, a Carolina Panther just died two days ago. And they're dropping over dead and they're, they force the vaccine. Friends, you know what's going on here. How likely is it that this player died of commotio cordis? which only affects 15 to 20 people a year, usually young people between the ages of 12 and 18, versus myocarditis or pericarditis or some other cardiac event brought on by the vaccine, which causes those exact same side effects. Matt, they can't cover this up, and that's why I think it is the most important story of the year. Yeah, yeah, this this is uh, quite clearly, uh, I mean, I think uh, Peter McCullough was saying this is uh, basically a vaccine-induced um, uh, incident until proven otherwise. Um, and I, he, he was recently on uh, Children's Health Defence um, and he came up with some uh, quite interesting, I mean, he's a cardiac doctor, isn't he? So he came up with some quite interesting points about that and why it can't actually be uh, commotio carditis. Uh, and I think there was another point by Tom Renz. Um, but, but, but basically they say it can't, it, it's unlikely to be that because uh, NFL players wear, wear sort of like chest, essentially chest armour that stops any sudden and hard impacts to the heart that can cause it. Um, and additionally, I think it's actually that pretty uncommon. It's, it, it, in fact, it's very uncommon um, to the point where uh, Peter McCullough just sort of kind of ruled it out outright. But then there's also the fact that he actually stood up after an impact. And yeah, right. uh, he was saying that if, if, if it was commotiocarditis, that wouldn't happen. If you, if you get it, you just go down and you stay down because yeah, the impacts yeah. is what's done it. Uh, and he's also saying it's also impossible if you have a second cardiac incident, um, which the uncle has just confirmed. So he said it, it can't be. It, so right. he, he, he's actually ruled that out. It's very, so very it, difficult to have another cardiac arrest that is very uncommon in the event of commotio cordis. The other point Eric Dieters yeah. makes, and it is a little suspicious that this toy drive has raised $7.2 million. I'm glad this kind of money was raised. I'm very glad. 
But one does wonder if this isn't all part of a payoff to the family and what is happening behind the scenes to keep this family in line. Yeah, I suspect that's going on quite a lot now, right at the moment. I suspect a lot NFL's hired quite a few people to, uh, uh, let's say, PR the situation. Um, I think this this could blow up into, like like you say, a huge story, a huge, huge story, because more and more people are getting awake to what it could have been, and it, the suspicions are now growing. Yeah, and I think it's a very, very powerful wake-up call for these other athletes in the NFL that took this thing and now either secretly, quietly amongst themselves had worries about it. Well, now they're talking to each other. Any of those guys with critical thinking skills, and believe me, they're all smart. Playing in the NFL is not easy. Memorizing you know, 200 different plays and having to recall those visually in an instant. I think these guys are all now probably very worried, at least those that took this bioweapon, Matt. So your last word on this, and then we'll move on to Brunson v. Adams. Yeah, yeah, I really wouldn't blame them either. I mean, like, as more and more people get aware of this, they, they, they were forced to take it. And I, I think the statistic is like 90, 95%, is it, of, of, of the players have actually were forced to take this, despite the fact that probably many didn't want to. So, like, most of the players have, have, have probably had their up-to-date booster shots. So, what, what have they had, three, four, uh, just to be able to play? So, they've got to be incredibly worried watching this. Watching this. Wouldn't you be? <laughs> you know, Matt, this is the sum of all fears for the NFL. Mm. And they deserve it, by the way, because they pushed oh, yeah, yeah. this bioweapon on their own players and on their own business, and they may destroy their own business. I mean, it's that precarious, and let me tell you why. They want to get business back to usual. They want these games being played again. Thursday night, as we're having this conversation, there should be a Thursday night football game. And then it's business back to usual on Sunday, this coming Sunday. But let me tell you this. If you are one of these peak condition top athletes in the world playing in the NFL, and you just watched that man die suddenly, you might wonder, did he have pericarditis? Did he have myocarditis? Did he have a heart issue he didn't know about? How many of these guys want to go get checked now before they go back on the field and end up in the same situation when their heartbeat is at 140 and they're playing at peak condition? None of them want to die suddenly, Matt. So I think the NFL has got an absolute giant horror show here. And it could bring the whole house of cards down. Yeah, this is an absolute wasp. I mean, this has got an absolute wasp nest, isn't it? I mean, it, it, this should blow out of all proportion to their efforts to try and control the narrative. Uh, if, if, if it does come out that he was vaxxed, does come out that he had myocarditis, you, you know, the, the room, it's not what well, it's not a rumor anymore, is it? It's, it's literally confirming what, what, you know, everybody who listens to you knows to be true. Now, breaking as we're having this conversation today on January 5th is the fact that the official story is now that DeMar has woken up, they say, but he can't speak because he's still intubated. So he wrote down the question, who won? And the supposed response from his doctors was this. You know, when he was communicating with us uh, last night and then again today, that's been in writing. And, uh, you know, to paraphrase uh, one of our partners, you know, when when he asked, did we win? The answer is yes. You know, Damar, you won. You won the game of life. Uh, And that's probably the most important thing out of this. And we really need to keep him at the center uh, of everything else that's going on. And we really want to ensure a good outcome for him. Friends, obviously, I pray that this is true. But Matt, I have to tell you. As TMZ has been reporting today, covering the same news, it sounds like a movie script, and it does. And given the fact that the Smith-Munt Act was dismantled under Obama, allowing the U.S. government to lie to the American people via propaganda, and given the fact that this is such a bombshell issue for the NFL, it really makes me wonder if this is true, given that DeMar Hamlin, 
essentially died twice. 24 years old, friends. 24 years old and he dies on the field. All right, let's turn our attention to Brunson v. Adams because the last chance, in my view, to save the Republic, I don't want to be too dire here, but uh, it would be an instant way to save the Republic, is Brunson v. Adams, which is suing all of these rhinos and Democrats who refuse to hear the evidence of the stolen election on the evening of January 6th and instead stood down because of what was called a quote unquote insurrection. It was no such thing, friends, as you all know. And uh, as a result of that, to this day, there are poor souls that merely entered the Capitol who are still rotting and being mistreated and tortured and abused in a D.C. gulag. Matt, the real insurrection on January 6th was these demo rats and these rhinos standing down and committing treason by certifying a fraudulent election. And Brunson v. Adams could reverse that. Yeah, this is this is a huge case. And uh, it's no surprise that the mainstream media is completely missing it. Um, yeah, this is the potential. Um, and as far as I'm aware, it's, it was rushed through by the Supreme, Supreme Court. So uh, as, from what I can gather, I mean, Greg, Greg Hunter talked to, uh, was it uh, Roy Brunson uh, a few, few weeks ago? Uh, and he, he's essentially saying that the Supreme Court clerks uh, actually rang him up and told him to get it, get essentially get it to them as quickly as possible. So obviously the Supreme Court wants to hear this. Uh, and it, this, I mean, it's essentially calling the or, or the, the entire uh, 338 of the, uh, th- yeah, is it 338 of them complete traitors? <laughs> so, and, and, and the Supreme Court has a huge latitude here, as far as I'm aware. Um, and I think is it the decision is tomorrow. I think we're recording this Thursday, aren't we? So uh, tomorrow, the, the, essentially, the, the Supreme Court can rule on a stolen election. Let's be clear about that. I think January 6th, ironically, is the date where the Supreme Court will meet to decide if they want to let this complaint move forward. And they only need four of the nine justices to rule affirmatively to make the complaint go forward to ultimately get a real SCOTUS decision on this thing. So that is the importance of January 6th. And if nothing else, Matt, I think it's very symbolic that they would have this hearing to move this thing yeah. forward or not on January 6th. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost perfect timing, isn't it? <laughs> uh, the, 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 yeah. The, I mean, that's fantastic, but it's, yeah, this could go, it could go huge. And as far as my weather, the Supreme court, um, has the power uh, to actually adjudicate. Like, I mean, they can rule, they can uh, add defendants, they, they can just about do anything. It's essentially a free-for-all for them um, uh, to, to essentially just overturn an election. Now, whether it goes that far, and I'd be surprised if it did, but uh, yeah, I mean, this could, put, could be just like the second most explosive story of uh, 2023, and it's only like, what, January the 6th? <laughs> yeah. And our thanks to the Brunson brothers for bringing this thing. Very, very brilliant to have done. And evidently, Matt, this is done under Rule 11, right, which allows a national emergency petition to the Supreme Court. So a clerk from the Supreme Court actually reached out to the Brunsons because they needed some additional information and asked them to get it done as soon as possible. So that's why people have hopes here that this is very real and the Supreme Court might be fed up with all the treason going on. Yeah, apparently Rule 11 is essentially the uh, Supreme Supreme Court's case of, of just bypassing all prior courts. So t- typically, as, at least as I'm not a lawyer, but as, as far as, as I'm aware, uh, court cases have to pass through, you know, like, you know, state all the way 
10th Circuit, 9th Circuit, or whatever, 11th, like all the way up to the Supreme Court. Uh, and th- their Rule 11 is the national security one, which means they can just grab a case and just hook it straight up to Supreme Court level. Uh, and that was done. Uh, I think they felt that the um, lower courts were like stonewalling it uh, deliberately. So they essentially said, well, just actually called him to tell him to put, make it a Rule 11 and grant it. So he did that. Uh, and I think as they were doing that, the 10th and 11th courts were actually ruled, almost making that obsolete. But yeah, somebody's worried. <laughs> uh, but that's fantastic news that the Supreme Court's actually kind of actively looking and is aware of this. Now, whether they actually plan to do something with it or it's a kind of counter threat to the Democrats, like stacking the Supreme Court threats. I mean, that, that, that's another way to take this, I think. Um, you know, the Democrats have been saying we'll stack the court with that. God knows how many, uh, like, justices. Um, but so that they might be fast-tracked it in order to sort of stonewall it for ages and ages and ages and keep it dragging along to keep that threat at bay. Uh, that's a possibility as far as I can see. But, yeah, if they want to adjudicate and throw out, um, the, throw out the whole lot of them, uh, and, and have a redo of the 2020 election. That's fine by me. Yeah, well, I'd like to see that happen too. <laughs> the good news is, however this shakes out, is we will know if our country is gone or not after this. If they yeah. don't hear this thing, if they don't move it forward, it's really game over. SCOTUS is the last stop of defense, aside from the military. And I don't see the military getting involved. So we're going to know real soon, one way or the other, if we have a republic left in any sense of the word at all. We'll move on, though, because stolen elections are a theme of this conversation. And Hobbs, Katie Hobbs, had all the facts and she withheld them from the court. This according to Abe Hamada, who spoke about the Pinal County recount errors in his motion for a new trial. As we're having this conversation today, the Soros-backed traitor, Katie Hobbs, is going to be sworn in as governor of Arizona. Another stolen election, Matt. Yeah, this was astonishing to me because like uh, the again not a lawyer but like as far as i was aware all they had to do was prove um that things happened that could have influenced it it was only at that stage they didn't have to bring much evidence didn't all they had to do was prove or make a reasonable case that what happened could have had an influence and i i mean you me probably loads of people looked at all the and um, even heard from the the witnesses that like like the ballots going missing, no chain of custody, like endless printer problems in like what is it sixty percent of Maricopa County? Um, how does not that not meet the definition of could? Like th- this should have been an open and shut case. Uh, I think you, uh, Tom Wren said it. Uh, Robert Barnes said it. Like they said, like just I just don't understand it. So, like, what what is this judge doing? Like that is, as far as I'm concerned, they easily met the the the, the could have happened. Friends, just a real quick break and a word about our sponsor, Noble Gold Investments, wants to let you know that gold was the best investment class for 2022. Now, of course, past performance is no guarantee of future results, so do your own due diligence. According to longtermtrends.net, gold actually outperformed the S&P, the Dow, and Bitcoin in 2022. So what are you waiting for? Open a gold IRA or silver IRA with Noble Gold Investments this month and receive a free one-quarter ounce American Gold Eagle coin with every qualified IRA of $50,000 or more. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments and their thousands of five-star reviews. 
just visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Yeah. It's like, like, you know, they didn't have to prove it. It was just like, here's what, what you think happened. We want to investigate it. Well, further. it obviously happened. Yeah. It obviously happened. Yeah, it obviously, because we yeah. know on election day in Maricopa <laughs> County, two thirds of everybody showing up to vote was a Republican and only one third was yep. a Democrat. And we're supposed to believe Katie Hobbs swept Maricopa County by 17,000 or 32,000 votes. It's ridiculous. And by the way, Carrie Lake knows how crooked the whole game is, which is why she's trying to bypass the state appeals court and go directly to the Arizona Supreme Court. And I guess now we need to dig into how crooked is the Arizona Supreme Court? How many lefties sit on the Arizona Supreme Court versus Republicans? But I guess, Matt, if they're rhino Republicans sitting on that court, it won't matter at all because they're going to cover it up too. And they're going to hand this thing to Katie Hobbs, which I don't understand because Katie Hobbs is literally Soros. She's literally in the pocket of Soros. She was backed by Soros. So a traitor, in my view, through and through, Matt. Yeah, I mean, like the Arizona uh, election wasn't exactly the, you know, the, the, an advert for American democracy, was it? It was like just littered with problems. I mean, I, I, how the, one of the people running also counts the votes or is in charge of counting the votes uh, and you, people think that's perfectly natural or, or normal, or there could be no possibility of fraud. I don't know. I mean, that was a crazy, it was one of the most crazy decisions I've ever seen. I mean, it, such blatant fraud. I mean, it was like li- literally in your face, like deliberate print, printer paper. Uh, was it 19 inches to 20 or, or whatever it was? And it was, wasn't scanning properly for uh, on election day, which is when it, majority of uh, Republicans vote right, as opposed to Democrats. Right. I mean, by the Democrats, way, that can't happen by no. accident. That cannot no, no, be no, that accidental. Was to. Yeah, that was testified to. It, yeah, that it, that was absolutely 100% deliberate. Uh, All their crimes get covered up by crooked judges and crooked courts, and the American people are sick and tired of it. And uh, it better damn well change. But we need to talk a little bit more about the vaccines, Matt, because as Dr. Jane Ruby is reporting, everything will be mRNA. Now, I've interviewed Dr. Lee Vliet and Todd Callender, the attorney, and Dr. Lee Vliet firmly believes, as do some other doctors, that the flu vaccine now contains the same mRNA experimental technology, and there's zero informed consent. So the question is, is that true? And what other vaccines are they going to put this stuff in? Because I don't think they're going to tell anybody anything, as we've learned from the uh, original bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. No informed consent for you, slave. Yeah, this, this is the further danger, isn't it? It's not the mRNA technology, rather than being sort of like looked at, scrutinized, possibly abolished forever, is actually going to be put in everything. Um, so any uh, essentially any vaccine you take in the future will be a, um, e- even things that you now take oral drugs for. They're, they're developing a, a system where it's not going to be an oral drug, but a, a vaccine for its allergies. Like you'll, you'll go away from taking pills for allergies and go on to vaccines for allergies, and that will contain mRNA. Yeah. Um, that, that appears to be the, the findings that she pulled out from um, some presentations from both Pfizer and Moderna, a, 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 a kind of meeting of uh, pharmaceutical experts. And I'm from this industry so originally, so like this is horrific. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, these I, mad I, men and women that run these corporations, <laughs> these big pharma companies, they want to turn the human cell into a medicine producer, a little factory. It's yeah. insane. It's absolutely yeah, yeah. insane. And you know what? Even Albert Bourla thought it was insane when they came to him originally and said, oh, we're going to go with mRNA as it pertains to the COVID virus. And he said, oh, he was surprised by that. But then they talked him into it. They convinced right. him. 
completely experimental. And now people all over the world are dropping dead and we're told it's due to climate change or we're told it's due to cold temperatures or warm temperatures Mm -hmm. or God knows what. It's anything but the vaccine, Matt. Yeah, it, this is this is like the the gaslighting is is off the scale, isn't it? It's like it, it, don't talk talk about anything other than the, the vaccines that are so obviously the cause of it. Um, and the evidence is just coming out and out and out. And it's not COVID causing these these myocarditis either, because the the rate of change has been too high. Um, so yeah, we we just like it's the vaccines i mean it's the, every study just comes out that like it induces heart scars and which is essentially uh myocarditis and then you um you you can die from adrenaline shocks um and things like that so like yeah <laughs> it's going to be in every this sort of technology that possibly scars human t- uh, heart tissue is going to be in everything by the sound of it yeah great <laughs> no, it's just absolutely horrible. It's very dystopic, as you know, and uh, we have to get the word out so that people stop injuring themselves by just yeah. running out and getting these vaccines because they trust big pharma and they trust a government that only lies to them. And by the way, can do so now legally. It's not lawful, but they've made it legal to lie to the American people via propaganda because of the dismantling of the smith Munt Act. When Obama was, quote unquote, president, another imposter president. Hey, I wanted to skip down to this line item because the Twitter files show us that the Democrats in the DNC were colluding with people at Twitter to censor and essentially steal elections and also to provide propaganda relating to the vaccines, etc. So we know how crooked the system is and we know how beholden to evil so many of these people are like Katie Hobbs who worships at the altar of Soros. So I thought this was interesting. I listened to this and I shared this at thephaser.com. I believe you did too at SGT Report from the People's Voice. Epstein victim claims to have tapes showing super VIP elites raping and murdering children. Now that is a powerful claim. I would say just provide the evidence, but it does recall thoughts of this frazzle drip video said to have been found on Anthony Weiner's laptop, said to show Hillary Clinton and Huma Abedin, not only defiling a child, but doing things much worse than just raping a child. We're talking about child murder here. Now, I have no personal evidence to say that's true, but it's very interesting, Matt, that an Epstein victim claims to have video evidence that super VIP elites have raped and murdered children. Yeah, this is uh, Sarah Ransom's story, isn't it? Um, who uh, basically was uh, uh, trafficked by Ghislaine Maxwell and Epstein to um, uh, their well, their operations, um, and she's claiming that she has uh, co- well found copies, uh, and she says she viewed them, um, and that uh, kind of what she saw will haunt her for the rest of her life. Now she's claimed uh, that she made a copy of those and has hidden them around the world. <laughs> so, so she says that uh, I think that you can clearly identify who it is, but she won't name them. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. It, like stop stop beating around the bush here just like release release them let, let, let's i mean how are you going to deny that if, if one of those makes it into the in, into the media yeah and i would just say uh alex jones has said many times in the past if you have evidence like this you have to release it hmm. because it's when you have evidence like this and you don't release it and you're trying to keep it as an insurance policy that is when they will whack you that is when yeah. they will whack you because They don't want this stuff getting out. So I don't know if it's true, but it wouldn't surprise me. And it certainly would not surprise the audience or you, Matt, if it's true. 
No, no, this is entirely... I mean, 10 years ago, I might have raised an eyebrow and just gone, oh, that sounds a bit far-fetched. Like, after having gone through the last few years, I, almost anything's possible now. <laughs> I, I, I rule nothing off the table, uh, in, well, including this. Yeah, yeah and by the way, the uh, WikiLeaks emails, which implicated the Podesta brothers and essentially Hillary Clinton in at least trafficking in words that the FBI said are related to pedophilia... We're very eye-opening, and in addition to that, then, was the testimony from Swiss banker Ronald Bernard, who says at the highest level of his career, when he was ready to even go higher in the banking establishment, he was invited to a party and was offered, given the offer to sacrifice a child, his words, an offer, which he refused. It brought him to tears, and then he spent the rest of his life blowing the whistle on these people. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if this stuff is true. And uh, no, no, it really wouldn't. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but you need to show the proof. Uh, we've got like proof of like various different flight logs, uh, and we can get speculate who these VIPs are. Um, they're, they're essentially like uh, pictures of, uh, I mean, I, I would get, I would guess certain uh, countries' royalty. Well, Prince uh, Andrew, we know of yeah, Prince Andrew's relationship with yeah. Jeffrey Epstein. And by the way, the Virgin mm-hmm. Islands AG was fired three days after suing J.P. Morgan over Jeffrey Epstein. Shocker. Mm-hmm. So, again, <laughs> when we talk about the new world order, I've always said, Matt, you've got the Bank for International Settlements sitting at the top. Of course, there's families that own these things. So the Rothschild bloodline, Rockefeller bloodline, Morgan bloodline. But the Bank for International Settlements sits at the top. Then you have the IMF and the World Bank. See, we the people are way down at the bottom, but we the people are waking up really quick, man. Yeah, this has got to really worry them, hasn't it? That the uh, on just about every issue, uh, uh, you know, your life's work for the last ten years, I suppose, uh, mine too. Uh, it seems to be having an effect, and more and more people uh, are sort of in a raised eyebrow about what's going on, and they're starting to connect dots. Um, and I think it's happening across uh, the media in general, the alt, alt media. I think I'm sort of calling it a sort of coalescence in that, like pe- people from different industries, like medical, like, like Peter McCulloch, are, are talking to people in completely different industries, and they're starting to coalesce around a common narrative. Uh, and I think that's going to form a nucleus to, to take this sort of like worldwide awakening further, um, because like. Peter McCulloch won't listen to CNBC or CNN when inflation starts to be twenty or thirty percent. It, it, he's going to go to uh, like the people, you know, the people me and you know, um, and like he's just going to go. Oh no, that, that's just Fed printing money. You know, it, it, all that sort of thing is sort of coalescing into a, a, a sort of like a, the tr- narrative of truth. And I think that is growing, and I think it's becoming more and more evident. Like the 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 brazilian or in brazil the the sort of like protests against the another probably another stolen election uh i I think it's just growing worldwide Uh, and i think that's only a good thing and i think like in 2023 you could say that that trend could like go off the charts especially with uh, alluding to what we were talking about first the demar hamlin story once that kicks off and it starts to be talked about that it was definitely a vaccine or the cover-up or or whatever it is once that starts to come it all these stories will just start to get booster rockets and uh, yeah, the worldwide awakening is starting, I think. I think what's alarming is the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, the Rothschilds, the United Nations, UN Agenda 2030, the mainstream horror media, which has no credibility and is in the pocket of these same people. They continue to push. They are unrelenting in the push towards their new world order. And essentially their Hunger Games vision 
for the world. So climate lockdowns on the horizon. Our friend Fire Medic 8 posted this. Let's watch this and we'll talk about it. The state's war on the public continues apace. Oxfordshire County Council have approved plans to lock residents into one of six zones to save the planet from global warming, or that's how they frame it. All right, we're going to pause it there. I'm coming back to you. So that's how they frame it. By the way, Mm -hmm. there's a move to do the same thing in Australia. Maria Z has been reporting about that. I talked to her recently. And the other thing I would say is that uh, there's a move toward what they're calling 15-minute cities. Yep. You will go no further than 15 minutes from where you live to do your work, to do your workouts, to find your entertainment, to live a life as they lock down the planet. And really, I'm telling you, man, what's coming is what they've showed us in these movies. And it's essentially the Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is uh, another nightmare vision of dystopia coming true. Uh, yeah, Oxford County Council have, de- have declared uh, to fight climate change, obviously, uh, that the, they've Put, I think they put Oxford or uh, the area around Oxford into six districts. And again, that reminds me straight out of Hunger Games. Uh, and they're just essentially saying you can only travel 100 days per year and you, you've got to stick to these districts. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this, this is, this is our, the control grid coming down uh, a lo- on, on, on the local level. It's not just social media now and what you can and can't say. It's now you won't go out of a zone we don't want you to. And pretty soon with a new currency, it'll be we you won't buy what we don't want you well, to. Well, now that's just it. You hit the nail on yeah. the head because as we look at this, it makes zero sense in the economy as it currently works that you could only leave your zone for a maximum time of 100 days per year. What if you work 40 miles away from where you live? A lot of people work 20 miles away from where they live. They don't want you owning a car, a gasoline-powered car. They don't want you going to that job. They want you on universal basic income, living like a slave on their plantation for the rest of time. So what they're outlining here makes no sense unless they bring down the economy with their great reset. They want to cause a crash and they've said it. Klaus Schwab has said it. And then we rebuild. There's no going back. Right. Remember they said that there's no going back. This is the new new and it is the new world order. That's the new new, Matt. Yeah, yeah, it's build back better, but better for whom? Because I, I don't, I, you know, them telling me what I can and can't buy, how many coffees I can drink, whether I can have red meat, and whether I can go within twenty miles of my house, isn't better for me. <laughs> like I can tell you that for nothing. So, yeah, this, this is uh, just global enslavement. We're using useful idiots in the councils. Um, this has to be stopped. Like, I mean, I think the, the biomedics video was from a UK uh, UK TV channel, uh, and he made the pertinent point that uh, physical freedom is the ultimate hill to die on. And if you're not prepared to stand up against things like this, like you, you essentially going to deserve what you get. But this is a hill I'm going to die on. I'm, I'm not being controlled and told what I can and can't buy. Do you mind if we share this Reese report? I love Greg Reese because uh, I did listen to Mark Passio's latest. I posted something over on the phaser where he was talking about de facto Satanism because the point that needs to be made now, and I make it time and time again with my guests, is that spiritual warfare is real. The battle between good and evil on this planet is real. The battle between Lucifer and the God of the Bible, Jesus Christ, is very real. And these people at the top of the pyramid They hate Christians, and they hate Christ. This video is based on the work of Mark Passio from whatonearthishappening.com. Specifically, his recent video on 
de facto Satanism. Today's Hollywood pop culture machine will have you believe that Satanists wear robes and practice ritualistic blood sacrifices while worshiping Satan. And while there may be some truth to this, it is mostly propaganda meant to conceal the reality of what Satanism actually is. True Satanism is a mindset, and the Satan that is worshipped is within each and every one of us. It is most commonly known as our ego. The self is the true god of Satanism. The term Satanism is used to deceive religious people, to appear harmless to non-religious people, and also because it stems from the Hebrew word Shatan, which means adversary. Satan is the force of involution that opposes true spiritual evolution. It is the ego within us. Left to our own devices, the ego will try and convince us to think only of ourselves, which is exactly what Satanism is. And so, a de facto Satanist is a person who holds this mindset, but does not consider themselves to be a Satanist. I'm going to pause it there. I'm going to come back to you. I want to say one thing about that that I don't agree with. I don't think it's true to say that these satanic ritual sacrifices, these blood sacrifices, are propaganda because we have whistleblowers who have lived through satanic ritual abuse, unimaginable horror shows. So it is very real. It's not propaganda. But I do believe they are trying to debase society, Matt. They're trying to corrupt young minds and thereby by making young people nihilistic and godless Satanists. Because when you yeah, don't believe in God and you don't love Christ, what's the alternative? Yeah, th- this was an interesting little point on it uh, that I, when I watched it. I'd, I'd, I'd encourage people to watch that video f- fully, though. It's, it's actually quite quite um, uh, thought-provoking, or at least it was in me. Um, and it, it essentially, he was making a point that um, through a combination of factors, the uh, the elites are actually uh, it's essentially leading humanity into slavery. And he said, essentially, through uh, what was it selfishness, uh, moral relativism. You can see that in the minor attracted persons debate, uh, the uh, sort of social Dar- Darwinism and eugenics. These are yeah. kind of things we can see society trending towards. And he said, through those uh, those that, that, those four pillars, essentially, um, essentially, uh, humanity will become a slave race um, because once you believe in all those things. Uh, and that makes sense. And, uh, you know, Christianity, any, almost any religion and uh, belief in a nuclear family, it works in the exact opposite direction. Right. So if, if uh, the elites can convince you to be selfish, that, you know, like moral, there's a moral relativism to like uh, a minor attracted person. And if you can identify as a 12 year old boy, then why can't you be attracted to a 12 year old girl? You know, like there are clear right and wrongs to me. Like it's not morally relative. It, that's wrong. The goal yeah. of the new world yeah. order is to remove yeah. the barriers between right yep. and wrong. It's to make yep. everything gray, shades of gray. So whatever's right for you, do as thou wilt. Right. Yep. So recently, Paul Erlock, I believe that's his name, going off memory, was on 60 Minutes. He's an avowed eugenicist. And he said humanity is not sustainable. And that's not true. That's not true. No. Grow an apple tree in your backyard, friends. Grow a garden, okay? There is abundance that can be had on this planet, but they're trying to destroy that too, Matt, through geoengineering. So this is all contrived in my view, all of it. Yeah, yeah, no, I 100% agree. I mean, 
Paul Ehrlich's uh, uh, like predicted like fifty of the last zero catastrophic disasters, hasn't he? He's just like coming completely wrong. And I, and I think one of the I mean you've just literally hit on the point I was about to make that like you you can actually create wealth by growing things. So I mean his his large thing was that as you uh, population grows, we'll run out of food. Well, well, no, we won't because like the percentage of people that are born also become farmers and create food. So you never you don't run out of things. You you essentially do the exact opposite. Uh, like you you create more wealth with more people. Yeah. Because of the the economies of scale, um, yeah, this, this 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 is exactly how they do it. They're they're going to convince you right is wrong and wrong is right. All right, so we're going to round out the conversation with 2023 predictions, and I guess these are Matt's predictions. I agree with the first one: the Great Awakening will start to become mainstream. I think we've already seen that. Klaus Schwab, you've all know Harari. The Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the United Nations—either they're going to get their Great Reset, which they're going to try for, they're all in, or we get our Great Awakening. That's what it's down to. And by the way, I pray to God SCOTUS does the right thing. That would go a long way to helping us out. Yeah, yeah. This is this is what I see for. I mean, you can see the general trend for the last two or three years now. That the the I, I don't know. I, I, are you meeting more and more people in bars that are just sort of like quietly murmuring things that you just never heard, like two, three, five years ago? I, I am. I'm going into bars and people are talking about Rothschilds, the banking system. And like 10, 15 years ago, when we started um, like reporting on it, like literally nobody had heard of it. Right. <laughs> but so more and more people are waking up. And I, it, you, that's just evident from people I meet. Um, so that's great. And I think that that, that trend is going to horrifically, you know, Demar Hamlin, I mean, that's going to wake up the vaccine like skeptics, like no, nothing else. So yeah, th- th- this is great news. Um, the more and more people. And it's, soon it's going to sort of reach a, I mean, it's already at the Governor DeSantis level, isn't it, now? Yeah. I mean, before it was just us, us lot on social media uh, and audiences like that. But now it's like DeSantis is outright questioning the, the Pfizer. Well, <laughs> like, you know what? And so are other beautiful researchers and reporters, real journalists like Laura Logan. I have her coming on on Friday, and uh, oh, she is a beacon of light in this uh, otherwise very dark world. So we'll continue here. Economic collapse. I think that is coming because they want to introduce UBI. And if people accept UBI and CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, it's game over. You'll be on their plantation forever. And that's what they want. So gold and silver should rise in value. We know that these central banks are buying gold hand over fist, Matt. And we're also seeing silver do a nice bounce. Now it's still kneecapped by the Wall Street manipulators. We know that. But there's a run on the COMEX. Silver's gone from 1718 up to 2324. It should be over 50. Frankly, it should be over 500. And I think someday it will be unless they get their CBDCs, unless they get their UBI. If that's the case, they'll kneecap gold and silver forever. Yeah, I mean, they're certainly going to try up to a certain point, but you, like, you, typically a fraud's just end. Uh, there'll come a point where it just can't go on any further. And like I, I suspect printing well, how much have they printed in the last few years to cover COVID. It's, it, it, we should have hyperinflation now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it, this, this is coming. And once once the fraud's over, pe- people aren't going to run to, you know, like treasuries to, to save them. You, you're going to get seven, eight billion people all look for that amount of mine, gold and silver. Yeah. Uh, and once that hey, happens, it's off to the off to the races. You know, to that end, I want to give a call to action for anybody who wants to stack some physical silver or gold at the best prices and get free shipping on any order over a hundred dollars. 
go to sdbullion.com. They support SGT Report. There's a banner right at the top of SGT Report for that great company. I'll try to remember to leave a link below. You guys should go there. Stack a little silver. It's very satisfying. And they're a great team. Great guys over there at SD Bullion. Climate lockdowns and more propaganda. That's what's coming in 2023. And my friend Matt and I will be there to break it all down every single day. Matt, I want to thank you for your time today. And thanks for this wonderful news outline. Oh, no, my, my, my pleasure. <laughs> Always a pleasure to talk to you, Matt. And friends, I want to thank you all for tuning in. I'll direct you to SGT Report. That is the antidote to corporate propaganda. It's real news 24-7. 365. Please join us there. I hope you have a happy 2023. I know it's going to be a tough one, but we're all in this mess together. Thanks for tuning in. May God bless you and your family. Bye-bye. To focus all of this power in the hands of a few people that are able to control these technologies.